to the Nearly Literate Podcast. Um, we have a special guest. This is our first lot, our first guest that we're doing, and our first time interviewing our first guest. Um, we've actually for sure we didn't we didn't mess we up didn't the first mess this time. up the first time. We didn't do a full hour, <laughs> and then realized that I wasn't recording the whole conversation. We have that didn't happen. We have it's the, like a time warp. Isn't it? Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're a little punch drunk. We have the amazing Tracy Hall. <laughs> wonderful author, one of my very special friends, and I just love Tracy so much. I'm going to read her bio real quickly, and then we're going to um, we're going to tell you what happened, and we're going to talk. <laughs> so <laughs> it is. It's been a um, it's a fun. I hope you're having a good Sunday night. Tracy is the USA Today best-selling author of over 50 books across an array of genres, and I know it's now 60 because Tracy's like jams, like she is a just a writing <laughs> machine. From cozy mysteries to contemporary seaside romances, YA, and nonfiction. She's also the co-author of the Salem B&B mystery series as Tracy Wilton. As a mem- uh, she's a member of the Mystery Writers of America, RWA, and former president of the Florida Romance Writers Association. Hall co- um, co-runs communityauthors.com and provides editing services for many accomplished novelists. She lives in South Florida and can be found online at tracyhall.com. Welcome, Tracy. <laughs> Woo, toast, toast. So, Tracy, I know you've got I know you've got some more. I know this isn't my first beer. I mean, it is my first beer. What, what are we supposed to say? We're supposed to say slanja. Slanja. <laughs> what? Slanja. So, Daniel, that's Scottish. Slanja. Slanja? It means that's, that's skull. Not English. Skull is the Scandinavian. That's not English. <laughs> what is that, Tracy? What's slanja? That's actually Scottish. Yeah. S-L-A-I-N-T-E. Slanta. That's a um, Gaelic, maybe? Scottish Gaelic? Gaelic? Listen, I have a professional, okay? I have. (laughs) (laughs) Beverly A. Crick is my narrator. She's amazing. She's wonderful. I, I am terrible, lousy awful with accents is it oh isn't it amazing so we were talking so this is we're gonna back up and tell you what happened we called tracy this this evening it's just dan and i on the podcast matthew's on vacation um we've got tracy on we had the most amazing conversation tracy is like just one of my yeah, we had like, like a very solid hour i thought it was hilarious it was, it was good it was funny and then <laughs> yeah. and then dan leans over and it's like i don't think i press the record button <laughs> And, um, well, well, what we just said, cause we're like, oh, we should reschedule. And then we're like, no, let's just get some more to drink and continue. Just crank it out. <laughs> this is why we drink. This is why you guys <laughs> are, this is why you guys are published authors. Cause you guys don't quit. We were just talking. There's You're no right. quit. We were just talking about that with Tracy. Um, so Tracy and I met and we went over this before, but we met for the first time because I used to read, I've read your books before because she writes one, I know, I just love, I used to write the Scottish historical fiction and Tracy has one of her, one of my most favorite series of her, she's got lots of books, is the Scottish Shire Mysteries. And so, funny enough, Tracy and I had book launches the same day. We had our book babies the same day as we call them in the industry, book birthdays, um, so Tracy had murder at, at at a Scottish castle. For some reason, I want to say murder at, in the Scottish Shire, but no, it's murder at the Scottish castle. And I had murder at the Blarney Bash. So we both murdered somebody, <laughs> wrote about it, and it came. No, actually, we didn't murder anybody, only in fiction. <laughs> 
But anyhow, Tracy, yeah. <laughs> so we met, the first time we met, we were at a Kensington Cozy Con, which is a fun event. And this was your first one that we had yeah. met at. So what these are is yeah. great. It was fun. And we were in Charles, Charleston, South Carolina. And like the, we had gone out for dinner. We all met at this restaurant and we sat down. Um, I had my husband, Tracy had her husband were with other authors. And I'm just like, Oh my God, I love Tracy so much. <laughs> like you're just like, I was just saying, you're just so sweet and kind and you laugh and you just have this, just, you're just a light. And like you said, like we kind of, we're the same. We kind of jam on the same energy. <laughs> And we're both uh, ridiculous because we we chose a writing career. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> so we can actually, actually, the good thing about doing this again is we can kind of skip all of the. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we can cut. We have less m- less memory issues too. It should be fresh. Should, it's all, all fresh. I'll be yeah, fresh. It's, everything's fresh. <laughs> yeah. Less memory issues. No, so I I just want Tracy to go back because she is a prolific author. Like, you know, when you talk about like having 60 books, that is an incredible amount. And so you started out, you write through multiple genres. I know you as a cozy mystery author. But if if you want to just explain um, <clears throat> like your first book, like how you got started a little bit and what you started writing and your trans- your slow transition back into how I know you. There you go. No, I started off. I started off writing um, YA and I, um, young adult, actually, and um, that um, that didn't end up handing out. <laughs> <laughs> it's a solid choice. The YA is so hot, you know. Oh, dude, no. It, I, the thing is, like, because when you have kids that age, I think it's mm-hmm. like a natural thing because you know the lingo, you know, you know the things, you know. You speak that oh, way. when they're yes, so, you yeah, you kind of grow with. I know that because when they're younger, yeah, and I realized that I always had a character when I was writing historical fiction. My kids were, um, like maybe middle school, grade school. Like you know, there are three of you, so any anywhere between a four year gap. <clears throat> I mean, from the t- oldest to the youngest is four years. Yeah. So, but I always had a character, like a male character, that was always about the same age, bothering the protagonist. And, just yeah. kind of <laughs> and I realized I did this and I'm like, that's interesting. Why do I have that? You know? That's your mom is working through some of the angst. <laughs> yeah, she didn't have a therapist, but she just she wrote all of her feelings right. into fiction. Yeah. It's easier, I think. Yeah, that's a good therapy, Dan. That's a good Yeah. You know, you it can... probably is. I mean Well, here's a here's a here's a tip. If you have some issues, you can either go see a therapist or you can try to become an author. <laughs> <laughs> write it down yeah. and then you'll have even more issues but mm-hmm. one way I don't know. and then if you can sell it that means people like your issues yes so. yes That's right because we, kids are kids are a very common thing that people have you know yeah and like if you have a room for a romance when i was writing romance like people people want love they want yeah. family they want love so i think mm-hmm. those are yeah those are the things that um as humans we all gravitate towards you know you want to be loved um yeah. i love i mean i love having obviously i do a podcast with my sons it's not normal but i love kids <laughs> yeah. I love having, you know it's like i loved um being a mom i thought that was like one of the you know greatest uh you know pl- like privileges i think in my life too so 
and then mm-hmm. being able to write, which is, um, I know it's, it's a, it's a long road. We were talking about our different roads and how many different publishers and attempts that you and I have had. Like we realized the more we talk, the more in common we had, um, yes. with our writing <laughs> journeys. <laughs> Only you, you start out, so did you start out, you were, you started out in Spokane, Washington, but did you start writing when you were in Florida? Because you're now living in Florida. Let's see. I actually, I knew that I wanted to be a writer even when I was like a kid. My mom said, um, there was a, a book that, a book, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and it was about Tracy and her pet aunt Blip. Oh. was it had a beginning and it had a middle and it had an end and the ant looked like a baked potato so (laughs) (laughs) we knew that art was not going to be the way for me to go (laughs) storytelling did you ever did you ever meet the uh the twilight person is didn't she live out in uh washington area oh Oh, i guess you're in spokane so it's not anywhere close that is it no it's uh forks yeah, yeah, Forks. Isn't it? It's like up. It's like way up in uh, kind of... Is that a real town? Forks? Forks? No, yeah, it is. It's a real town. Yeah, it's, a... it's totally a real town. And it's they have, of course, it's like very famous, you know. Now, for, yeah. 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 But it's um, very poor. It, it was very like a logging kind of a, a company or a, not yeah. a log industry. Yeah. So very kind of, it is poor, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what I found out was interesting is that the weather in Ireland is actually very similar to the weather in Forks. Really? That, so kind of like dreary, rainy, dark, a lot of vampires. Yeah, I love it. I was born. (laughs) (laughs) Love it, love it, love it. And so I was such a brat. So I was such a brat. I was an Anne Rice fan. Oh, Anne Rice is... Amazing. Was not going to write a freaking sparkly vampire. I was so, I was affronted. I was just. Oh, so did you? So did you read the Twilight stuff? Did you read that? I just for the audience members who don't know, because I totally know oh. who's Anne Rice. <laughs> but I, I already know. But. Interview. Have you ever seen the heard the movie Interview with a Vampire? It's a movie. Yeah. It, well, what year? Like what, what the movie? Was she like a writer in the nineties or early two thousands? Like I know she's still out there. Early, like, yeah, early. And she was writing before that. She wrote as um, Anne Rolla, Rollacar, I think. And she was writing like sexy stuff, erotica stuff. Oh, she's so funny. Mom. Now yeah. it's a common theme moving from erotica to vampires, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it happens to the best of us. <laughs> no, like the whole vampire lore is so crazy. It is like years ago, back in like the 1800s, people, I guess I was, I was learning about this the other day, they would get like tuberculosis. It, tuberculosis was like rampant. And they would be very like, I don't know, there were so many people dying and they thought that vampires, I don't know why they thought vampires were coming and like, killing people with tuberculosis. I mean, it was just really weird. There was a whole vampire thing. Sounds like a Salem witch trial it was. And thing. It was. I just watched the show last night with dad and I guess the vampires, they were in Connecticut, between Connecticut and Rhode Island and there was a stream where they dug up like almost everybody that was buried and they would look to see if they still had blood in their heart. Oh. And if they did, like, so let's say you're newly dead. It takes a while for all your blood to, to go, probably get to out. Away. Of, you know? 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Tracy, do you know more about oh, that? Do you know more about forensic? Yeah, you guys are kind of experts. On, well, I am not. I have to Google almost everything. I'm like, I'm a free, yeah, it's kind of creepy. So like, grateful. Yeah, grateful to Google. I know. Years ago, we used to have to find a book in the library that talked about this stuff. Listen, I have some, I have some, uh, I have some hard covers on the poison. Yes, yes. All. We got lots of how Yeah, to... so you don't get like, like the FBI doesn't like knock at your door. What are you, what are you like doing? Google your search poison. history is like suspicious. Yeah. You're like on a weird list. <laughs> well, I think you just say we're, we write mysteries. We need to be creepy. We need to be creepy. <laughs> but it was, it was weird that we had that. I did not know that this vampire thing became so big in America. And this is before Bram Stoker wrote his big va- you know, vampire book. Oh. For those of us who don't know, because I know, who's Bram Stoker? He wrote. <laughs> he he wrote. What what was the? I would look on my phone, but I'm. Was using... it, what was it? Oh my god! Like it's so, it was the it was the first vampire book. Usually, I'm on the computer looking stuff up, and so it's just oh, like to me. Hang on, God. That's all right. Phone. He it sounds was, like someone yeah. who did something with vampires. No, he wrote. He wrote the book, the first uh, fiction. So vampire I have a book. question in general, I guess, for you guys, because when you go and learn about stuff like this, does that kind of like inspire you to like maybe incorporate that into a novel? And I mean, it is funny. Like the historical, yeah. like occult. Like it is funny. Like how do you get your ideas? And we'll talk about your new book coming up. But we'd like to meander before we get there. Like, no worries, no worries. No, but you know, like as a writer, I think almost everything. And it's so funny, like where, like that nugget of inspiration. I'll tell you a funny story. But where, where do you get most of your ideas? Well, I write for money, and so. <laughs> <laughs> I love it because I love that. Usually it's like, uh, we would like to see something in this or this or this. So I'm, I'm like, okay, I can do that. So, but even in just fact, one of, one of the books that I, I did for, um, cause I also write for Crooked Lane as Ellie Brannigan. I didn't and, wait um, now, you now, you still write for her. Yeah. Oh my God. What, what is that book series? No, it's for Crooked Lane. It's as Ellie Brannigan and it's murder at an Irish castle. <gasps> And so See, I we, didn't, was... we did not learn this last hour. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. Thank God we did it twice. You're welcome. <laughs> we learned something new every every time we talk to Tracy. Every time. Every time. I'm a Gemini. I could go on. You're a Gemini. I love it. We, we learned that we're Aquarians. <laughs> okay. I, think it, I think it's really Aquarius. Because I'll say I'm, I'm an Aquarian. Or no, say... I, I don't know. I, I'll just say whatever. I'm an Aquarium. Aquarium. I'm an Aquarian. I, Aquarian. You know, if you say Gemini. something with confidence, you can totally pull yeah. it off. Yeah. No. Okay. For real. Like, not even if you say, but if even if you do something with confidence, you can totally pull it off. Because my girlfriend was telling me about this lady who, um, she got onto so many flights for free without even going through TSA, skipping the gate. And wow. they asked her, they interviewed, she's like in jail now because she did it so many times. And she wouldn't <laughs> stop doing it. She was like a kleptomaniac, but for getting onto planes, but you know? She I don't know what the term is, but what it would ha- they'd ask you, be like, hey, like, that's incredible. Like, how'd you do that? And she'd be like, I just followed the guy with the blue bag. <laughs> that, that was it. She just follows the guy. He goes right through TSA, right onto the plane, and no one questions anything. So she just... She just latches on to a guy. Yeah, she like I guess apparently there's a guy who has a blue bag who's always like goes onto a plane with a blue bag. Who knew? I don't know, but that's but how that she would do it. Like, would it be like the pilot? Or <laughs> I don't. Like, I don't think it's a pilot. A or a flight attendant, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it could be something. It could be something like that. Someone I bet like she's that, or like flight attendant. Yeah, flight attendant or something. But like, 
she that's how she would do it i guess she like, knew the trick. tricks she knew the tricks and how to get around and never paid for a flight like she had that's taken amazing. so many domestic flights it's like a, a pretty hilarious that would story. be like a cool like um trait for a character <laughs> oh, yeah. you know like it's, just she just sneaks, sneaks on the planes, on the planes. <laughs> never gets caught <laughs> would have to would have to be the villain <laughs> yes yeah or or but we'd be getting trouble because somebody would say oh my god like you get a one-star review, Tracy, and they'd say, I can't believe your character didn't pay for that flight. And then you're thinking, like, it's fiction. Yeah, I'm a flight attendant. It's, it's offensive. Yeah. <laughs> I know. We've got... But that is so cool. So you write... For, I didn't know you wrote for Crooked Lane, too. That's amazing. So, see, that's... Um, that's good. So, so where do you get, then, you know, like, you know, like, just everyday ideas, you know? Like, well, we were talking, like, your Scottish mystery, uh, your... your, your Scottish Castle. Um, you have a yarn. Well, it's a yarn shop. It's actually a sweat sweater sweat sweater shop. They're making it's sweaters. It's not a sweat shop. It's a Cat, sweater. Cashmere. Yeah. Cat, and I'm in it. Cashmere. Cashmere crush. Cashmere crush. And they with the Thursday night knit and sip. See, Dan, we need to go to a knit and sip. <laughs> yeah. So what I did actually is I created. Yeah, where did you knit- get that idea? That's a good. That's a good name too. It just, yeah, I thought because I had been, you know, to the paint and sips because they're brilliant, you know, what you do. And so I was like, well, what could she do to kind of gather her community together? Because we all need those friends. We need that community. And so because Paisley is a single mom, she doesn't have really that family with, you know, granddad and her, you know, her dad dead and mom in America and She's got, yeah, she's got kind of a scattered, you know, she's got a life. She's, she's more realistic, I think, um, than a lot of cozy mystery protagonists. She's got baggage. Well, yeah, she does. She, (laughs) yeah, she's got a 10 year old. And that was another thing too, which is interesting. So you have a 10, she has a 10 year old son who's adorable. And then the first book you meet, she has like kind of this estranged grampy, gramps coming. Um, she, does he, like, I forgot how that happens, but does she... Does he just come to, he comes to live with her. So she's trying to deal with yeah. this relationship, this strange relationship. D.I., in that very first book, D.I., um, Max Zephyr. Lo- is that the love interest? Yeah. Maybe. Sometimes. Maybe. It might be Hamish. <laughs> it might be. We're not sure. But my mom does not like Hamish. My mom thinks oh, that. Oh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Isn't that funny when your mom. She doesn't know Hamish. <laughs> you got to go for the D.I., you know. I think. It's gonna, it's gonna be the DI eventually. It's a detective been, inspector for those. The only oh, time right? that she's yeah, ever had was when she was in high school and she got <gasps> pregnant with her Not son. Any relationship again? So she's basically a virgin at twenty eight. <sighs> I know. So she's twenty eight. <laughs> she's got a son from this affair. This, yeah. you know, That's whatever. The saddest thing I've ever heard. Her I know gra- her grandpa, <laughs> but but the coolest thing is she's got a Scottish terrier. So. I have a question: Is her grandfather the eighty-year-old who goes around and crushes? No, <laughs> <laughs> we learned we learned that in the last hour. Where no, we, yeah, well, the, well, at this, at how the, did that work? I, I didn't ask any questions. I was a little more timid the last hour because I want to let you guys talk, but but then we decided yeah, you know. to regroup and maybe yeah. maybe get now I beverage. just have too many questions. <laughs> well, so at the at the. At the knit and sip, which I think is such a great idea, we talked about how cozy that was and how, what a cozy. First of all, Tracy sets her book in a beautiful Scottish town called Nairn. I said it. Did I say it right? Nairn. Yeah. Nairn. Perfect. Nairn. Nairn. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, I said it before. So it's a it's a Scottish Highland town. Mm. Beautiful old, you know, Scottish buildings are they're 
they're very they're called a lot of their homes are called cottages i just think that's a quaint word with you know rose gardens and all these little beautiful things and it's by the sea and then she has this knit shop cashmere crush i don't know it's like they knit in there they make sweaters and then they do the paint the sip and the sip and knit the knit and sip and it's such yes, a cozy <laughs> idea yes i know it's like a little tongue twister it's such a cozy idea though and we were trying to explain to dan like why women are attracted to solving mysteries in a cozy setting mm-hmm. and i think you've really just nailed it especially one of the things that i love about your covers is your dog wallace on the cover <laughs> wallace is the scottish terrier you know what they look like they're little they're tiny black. Ones, yeah right? they're like they're adorable yeah sort they got of. kind of beards like, oh yeah yeah i know what that yeah black mm-hmm. um and so um just having all those elements and then throwing you know of course what tracy and i do is we have to we have to murder somebody in our books <laughs> <laughs> which kind of kind of kind of maybe just kind of takes away from the coziness of it but it it's not like so so it's like the aesthetic of cozy and so we all kind of try to in our own way create that little close-knit um group that little you know like the quintessential town and tracy was saying that the women get used to get together and did you say natter no what was the term you used leather blether they blether they 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 spill the tea as dan would tell mm. me that's the gen z i actually that is gen z i'm a millennial so i've never heard what that before <laughs> the tea but uh, if yeah blather the, the tea. spill blather. the tea or what's the tea so they even abbreviate it like yeah yeah so that's and just then, gossip but blather is like scottish gossip and so they sit around and they talk about this man older man who's um <laughs> who's got strange. quite some pull in the village dan mm-hmm. <laughs> i just think that's so funny that you actually like i mean that's a, i mean i could just picture that don't we all wish we had a town like that where you could just hear about some you know like maybe octogenarians antics yeah his, <laughs> some geriatric he's the only one he's the only one getting any With action some blue pills i know because yeah. Mark Hanley's some... not getting it <laughs> he's on the, the sidelines and so it's kind of hard because that's the book like the murder to scottish castle it's like it's book five so now she's just turned 30 oh wow. she's about, okay so you're aging no, you're about to turn 30 so you're aging your character because i don't it's hard thing to make a decision line like how what to do yeah. with your character do you age them or do you because i've read books with the the books are there's 30 in the series and the character is the same it's like the simpsons yes. the, same the same age, age. It's, hard. it's hard to know what to do actually and so um, for Paisley, I just am doing it just very slowly. So she's at, and one of the copy editors was so funny because they're like thinking that she would age a year with every book that oh, I wrote. No. Oh my like, god, no! No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> we can't. We're gonna have her in her eighties by the time. We're <laughs> Slow down. And then she's gonna be the yeah. one getting all the action in Nairn. <laughs> They're going to be blithering about her. Um, <laughs> that is hilarious. And we're trying to explain to Danny, one of the questions that we asked him before, Dan, which was the funniest thing is like, like if Tracy and I, because Tracy writes another series with a friend of hers, and that's the Salem B&B, uh, Bread and Breakfast. Did I say bread? Bed. bed and breakfast. Salem Bed and <laughs> Breakfast. And uh, we're just joking. We're like, you know, if we were to write a series geared towards a man, for like a man cozy, what what is the most cozy setting? Well, how could we pull you in? Like, so what's we a, know, the equivalent of like a cozy? Yeah. Cause like I write about yeah, a big a shop in a lighthouse. Tracy yeah. writes about this charming town in Scotland. Yeah. So like when you guys are talking about it, my, my thought goes, okay, probably some sort of man cave where there's like, you know, 
like a bar <laughs> and like some a bunch of TVs. Big string It's very sports left, themed. Yeah. Maybe there's a neon sign on the wall. <laughs> I don't know. Some posters. Some signed jersey, maybe. Uh, right. And then I was thinking, okay, that was kind of the picture I got. And then I'm like, I think that if you try to write about that, what that is, the that would not even belong. Writing about it, the you know, would not belong in a man cave. So <laughs> no books in a man cave. We're yeah, if you that wrote it in no a book, <laughs> like the idea of a man cave wouldn't belong in a man cave. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why there's not a lot of cozies directly, <laughs> directly aimed towards yeah. that younger male market. That's very true because it's one of the one of the the hallmarks is you have to have a small town, you have to have a female protagonist, mm-hmm. and they and for the amateur sleuth part, it has to you have to have like this kind of job that is like like you can be a baker, you could be a yeah. knitter, be you know. Like it turned out for me because I was I worked at a flower shop, I worked as a barista. Oh for years so i was actually in training to be all of these yes, different yes. Careers. Yeah. <laughs> Who knew? as a, as an author so because working at the office isn't cozy it cracks me up because you're like realistically it's like it's hard work running your own small business especially yeah. something like i always think about because my brother my younger brother bought a bakery on a whim when we were in our he was like 30 and i was like you were just a baby Dan and he would call me and we're like he doesn't know what he's doing he was in film and video like all of a sudden he's like guess what I like baking I'm gonna buy a bakery it's for sale and so then he the baker came with his bakery so there was a professional um but you know the reality of that it is hard work you know Mm -hmm. so like my thing is like it's much more fun to write about a bakery than actually run a bakery (laughs) so we kind of learned how to bake but he would be like can you come in three in the morning and frost some cakes for me i've got birthday cakes i got some wedding cakes and i've got it you know because you have so much stuff to do you have so much product to make every day to get out your hours are early um i think there was a lot of joy in it but you know it's and then you realistically it's hard (laughs) it's hard to make a living that way do you know what i mean like it's you know it's, yeah, a, it's a lot of work. So ton of work. But, I worked with a one of my. Gotta love. Yeah. Right, but it's funny. Yeah. Like in our cozy mysteries, we can make our businesses super successful without ever balancing a balance <laughs> yeah, like, How does she have time to like? Yeah. So play I don't, Scooby I don't, Doo I don't, and I know. running around looking at all those murders. <laughs> she made like five hundred bagels and then <laughs> solved the murder. What the hell? <laughs> I know. A part of like what I do is like I have to write uh, about recipes sometimes. They're like what she's doing and how she's getting up and all this stuff, and it's. Um, some people love it. They love reading about how recipe goes together. But, you know, and some people are like, like, why Why are we talking about this? Let's just get to the good stuff. But it is very interesting. And then I'm like, it's so unrealistic that she does all these things. <laughs> <laughs> you know, she's got all these bakery cases to fill. She has employees, but it is funny because I'm like, um, it's, it's a very cozy though. Like, you know, and so that's the dream. The dream is to have one of those fun community based jobs where people want to come and dish Mm-hmm. spill the tea dan they want to spill it. <laughs> well i don't knit and so... You did, so i was gonna ask you do so you don't put knitting patterns in your book because i've I've seen some um, books that have those i actually we're putting one in for the end of scottish christmas mm. and then we're putting one in for whatever the book is after that, that so, is fa- so those two, because hopefully that will get readers to want to um to, to like, participate it's not yeah 
Well, Julie, I found out it's all about the pre-order. <laughs> Tracy, Tracy and I were talk, talking about this earlier, and it's like, we love writing. We've both been in the industry. We've had our ups and downs. And at some point, when you're a writer, and you get that first deal, and you get the book, you get an agent, and you get the deal, and you're like, we're, we made it. We're here. Yeah. And then you realize you have to sell. The book has to sell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. And what, like, what Tracy just said is brilliant, because pre-orders so matter you know well you're a usa today best-selling author so you must get a lot of pre-orders because too i was reading like how do you become one how do you become new york times best-selling author and you have to sell so many books in the first week or in one week and pre-orders help you do that right am i yeah so so you're doing that is that's a good strategy i put recipes in the back of my book because i feel it would be cruel not to after i talk about so much food (laughs) Oh, I'm all, I am a foodie. I am 100% a foodie. And if I could have hopped on the, the food oh. bandwagon, I would have totally done it. But it was pretty much saturated at that time. What so. about like Scottish? You can slip in like some scones. Is there any good Scottish food? Scones? I don't oh really know. I mean, maybe there is. Yeah, shortbread. Dude, shortbread, shortbread? is <laughs> Shortbread is we make it every year for Christmas. That's Scottish. What about toffee? Coffee I'm going to say that's Scottish. Scottish. I don't um, know. I'm gonna make. Do you know? All what? I think I all I can think of is haggis, and I that was terrible. I mean, it was okay. I should say that. I <laughs> whiskey is great. <laughs> oh, what did you say? Whiskey. <laughs> yes. Well, it's what it, it's not. Um, so here's what it's scotch. Yeah. Yeah. So in in Scotland they have um, no e in the whiskey in the spelling, and in Ireland they have the e. Ah. Oh. Whiskey. Is that because I read a Scottish and an Irish series? (laughs) Be very careful. Oh, I would not. I would. My editor would be so mad at me because they'd be like, "You wrote an E," you know? Because I just, I write, I write my own. Yeah. Oh, that's hard to remember. Do you have a little note on your computer, like when you're writing that? Because Ireland, Ireland has an E, and so their whiskey has an E. So that's how I remember. That's awesome. (laughs) Oh, yeah. that's That's a good way to remember. We have to do something, right, to remember how we do our jobs <laughs> so I was, that and post-it notes i love post-it notes i've got so many post-it notes everywhere do you feel like i always i do that too and i love like when i can rip that post-it note off my computer i'm like i'm done with that done with that right. you know you gotta crumple it up yeah. and toss it it feels so good i would burn <laughs> it but i'm afraid to burn the house down but we used to we used to <laughs> take stuff out to the fire pit when they were little every year at the end of school like one of our symbolic, like, you know, you're done with that. <laughs> the great cleansing year. of the old year. Yeah. The beginning of the new. Yeah. So they would invite some friends. Burn and all my notes from the whole year. We just have a big bonfire and I would just let the kids throw whatever they wanted to away to, you know, whatever. Cause like at the end of a year, like when they were in like grade school and middle school, it was like drudgery just getting through that. You know mm-hmm. I mean? Like we're done. That's so good. That had to feel good. And that's a nice celebration. Yeah, and then the kids you know, liked it. Uh, and yeah, then you'd be like, I'll, "Can you burn these too?" And it's like five hundred pages, uh, no more than that. It'd be like thousands of pages of manuscripts. Oh, for me, or old hundred, like yeah, because so, she'd print off like tons. There's so many like. Well, printed. when I when I was doing historical fiction, like my first novel, and I tell this to people, it was over a thousand pages. That's why I mean, it didn't sell. The first one didn't sell. I still have it. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was like my first, you know, like, oh, I'm going to write a sweeping epic. And, you know, back in the day, I like to read those sweeping epics. Well, now it's now I know better, but I, you know, maybe someday you learn. You, learn. you do. You do. So but it, and it's not like you can't 
there definitely is an audience for those. And sometimes you just need to be able to like make it a trilogy. Yeah. So you don't have it all at one. You can do it in reader size bites. Well, and that's, you know, the whole thing when I was sending that book out, it was just too big for the market because it costs more to produce. It takes up more shelf space. I mean, there is a science to it. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I get it. But, you know, maybe someday there's always ebook. <laughs> <We're done. Right. laughs> and then you're reading it on your Kindle. And you're like, when is it going to end? <laughs> you're like, Jesus, I'm only in the first quarter of this book. <laughs> but yeah, oh, my gosh. You know, it's, it's a fun, it's a crazy little bit of an industry. And so we're, you know, the kids are funny because they, you know, they don't love to read fiction too much, but. You kind of get it. Like, we make fun of that. Well, I, I think it applies to... We have a market. You, you were know? kind of talking about this last time, but, like, the act, the amount of, like, perseverance you guys have, I totally took it for granted when I was a kid. Like, you were saying how many rejection letters you had, and it's, like, hundreds or something. Yeah, and I, had, like, I had the folder. I still have it. And sometimes I'd give a talk to, like, your school, and I'd take my rejection letters. The thing that's crazy is, like, they just... And when you're in school, like, the public school they are probably private school too but they just teach you you know the thing they teach you is to not fail they're like you have to get an a right so you don't fail but like in life is the opposite so you're gonna yeah. fail way more than you succeed <laughs> oh that's a good point yeah yes actually, and like yeah. they don't teach you that at school either like that's something that's that, okay it's okay to like fail and like you don't look at it like failing like when you get the rejection letter and some people like i know some people who want to be writers and they would you know they don't want a rejection on their work because it's very personal sometimes and you know, we write these books now you and i've been in the industry for a while we <laughs> yeah. you don't get to sit on your book too long you write it you get it out there you know what i mean they you let the people handle it um but when you're when you've got that first novel and usually you spend more time with that first novel and you're you know you're thinking about it and you you know it's like becomes like that your baby and some people will get a couple of rejections and then they'll just self-pub you know they're like oh, i'm just going you know i'm not going to do this anymore um it takes a lot. Yeah, there's a lot. I think most authors get a lot of rejections. And what that means, it's not that your work is terrible. It just means you haven't found the right person to sell your work, which is a whole other, like, that's a whole. I still get rejections. I still, I have two wonderful, I have, oh, and I really want them to sell it. I've got two wonderful series ideas, and they're just, they're just out there swimming. And I got, you know, I got a rejection right before Christmas. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you're so good to keep. You're God. You have so many irons in the fire. I feel like an underachiever right now. <laughs> I'm complaining about like what I'm doing, you know. And I'm like, oh God. Yeah, I'm like the opposite. Well, I I don't like to have that many irons in the fire. I like to focus on like I my girlfriend. Like, well, she writes fast though. Yeah. Tracy's well, saying, like how fast you write. That's a, the way my brain works, and I don't maybe maybe to you because whatever I'm your son, but like I my my girlfriend goes I have like a hundred tabs open at a time, and I'm like oh. I have like one tab open at a time. Like I can only do like kind of I can only really kind of focus on one thing and do one thing well. So it's like it's hard for me to like. Well, it depends on what you're doing. Like if you're writing, like I can't have you know like I might have Google, you know I might have to look up something every once in a while, but you want to concentrate on writing, you know. Mm-hmm. So no, that's very normal. I can't do, but so yeah. so you have two three series that you they're active yes and you're pitching yeah. two more yes How well do you, do yes. you sleep <laughs> like, yes <laughs> you must be a yes. really fast writer that's amazing i am i am I mean, knock away How- i'm very pretty quick how do you manage all of those like different ideas? Cause they're all kind of going off They're you know, they all have their own storylines. How do you manage all those at the same time? 
or do you just write one really fast and then go to the next one and um, no, it's like because they're family. And so when you create this world, it's like I would not ever confuse Charlene's Bed and Breakfast with Rain McGrath's Castle, Castle in Ireland. I just wouldn't do it because they're two totally different. Ah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, <laughs> you, know? you definitely have because like this is the first year I'm writing two series. <laughs> so <laughs> I, you're like way more. I mean, I'm two. I'm three behind you. There's but, no, but no, there me, is just, no competition. No, we just already we talked I, about that. There's no competition. <laughs> no, I know we compete with ourselves. But it's it's funny because, you know, like my family life is pretty busy. Um, There's always like so much things that are happening all the time. And so I'll sure. write and you know, writing two books a year, this will be the, you know, like I wrote two books last year, this year, I'm just, you know, we had a lot of holidays, and I'm feeling a little bit of a pressure to finish this next novel, because you were saying, like, never miss a deadline, like how important that is. And I do believe that. And I'm just, you know, I'm gonna be locking myself away the rest of this month to make that deadline. <laughs> but, and it's doable. And once you sit down, and you clear all the clutter because I have to have I sometimes I even have to vacuum before because I have two hairy dogs sometimes I have to before I can sit down I have to have everything like out of I have to have everything cleared away and then I sit down and I'll write and then I'll be able to get in that zone not you you're like (laughs) do you write write two novels at the same time I don't have a clean house oh mine's not clean (laughs) mine's not clean believe me it's just so there's so much going on when we had it was so when it was like uh empty nest it was like oh that's great <laughs> because when yeah. I had my kids you know I had my teenagers you know yeah. for you so my son is he just turned 34 um in January oh, and yay. then my, my daughter is 33 and so they're a year and a half apart they were a year apart yeah. in school that's which hard. they hated oh they hated because Brighton didn't like the fact that Destiny was like always flirting with his friends oh. and you know, so, oh, it was it was awful so they're so, so close had, yeah we had the house that was closest to the high school and we had you know destiny was in band and and yeah. we did you know this is very involved but i will tell a story that when i'm writing it's i just that's what i'm doing and so destiny um destiny maybe it was brighton I forget which one it, no it had to be destiny and so um, I got a call from the school that Destiny was not feeling well. And <clears throat> literally, we were, like, behind, yeah. you know, this school. We were not far at all. But <laughs> I still had to be able to come get her because <laughs> you had to, like, drive around to the front to be able yeah. to do that. And so I, I, they called, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to be I'm gonna be right there. And so then oh an hour later, she comes walking in. <laughs> And she slams oh the door. <laughs> and she's like, I am dying. Oh, <laughs> you oh. didn't come get me. And it's like, no, because you're in that zone and you get sucked in and time. Like you get like that because what you do, I'll call you or we'll do something. You're, and then all of a sudden you just. Yeah, I'm in get, like a flow. Is that what state. you call it? Like flow state? Yeah, flow state. And, and then you lose track is, of time right. and then people get mad at you. So. And it's working well. And I remember the kids, I was working on historical fiction and they would go to school and the bus stopped right at our house and uh, they'd come home and I'd be writing and I had one of those exercise balls because I thought it'd be fun to write on it, you know, like one of those big <laughs> exercise balls like in the office, you know, so I'd be like bound and it was behind me and the kids would jump on it and they're like, what is our snack? 
we were, you know, they were just like, (laughs) and then it was like, because I was writing historical fiction, so it was like time traveling. It was like, you know, you come out of it, (laughs) and then you're a little cranky for a minute, and then you're okay. But like when they were home, that was time to stop writing. So, but I get that where you just get so sucked in, and you're you know what you have to do, but you were in the flow state. (laughs) Your poor daughter. Yeah. But now, yeah, it took a while. It took a while for her to forgive me, but because we also had like the kids were out, the kids had their friends over, you know. So yeah. there's like you know, like when they're home, there's just there's really you're not really going to get no, much right. No, so too many distractions. It's yeah, so but that's what that's like you were saying, like as well. Being a mom was the best. I loved being yeah, a mom. Loved, yeah, loved. So I didn't really want to miss any of that right. important. And I feel that's where a lot of my creativity came from, you know, because just some of the funny things that they would think to do, you know, yeah. just things that people would say or th- situations. And I think a lot of that, like, I always joke, like a lot of my creativity or things I will use will come from just ridiculous things that they'll say or whatever. So it's always, it's always an entertaining thing. Um, and that's why, you know, writing you, you grab from like just weird places everywhere and it'll just pop in one day and you're like, Oh, I remember this. And then, you know, sometimes like my best things happen like from randomly like that, you know, situations. Um, but no, but so, so it was so fun that we both had that novel come out and I was, so you were talking about your, your murder at the Scottish castle. It's set during a bagpipe competition yeah, 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 yep, yep. And how much research did you have to do for that? I did a lot. I did a lot because I didn't want to make a mistake ah. because I don't play the bagpipes. Oh, come on. <laughs> and <laughs> I, uh, I don't know how to um, actually poison someone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so to kind of make it be where I, I – luckily, I have a, such a good friend. My friend Cheryl is my – beta reader she's she is my she's my Lydia um Uh and um which is Paisley's best friend in the book so she's my Lydia and she's the one that's actually knitting my stuff wow (laughs) that is amazing she she is the one that will tell me she's like Tracy if you had Paisley do all of this work she wouldn't be you know (laughs) or you need to give her like more time in order to be able to make a scarf that takes an hour or oh wow but it would take like a seven hour time that you would need to block out for her to finish that project. And because ah. she's actually working and she has to be able to also, you know, deal with the customers and she's mm-hmm. got to be able to, you know, this stuff with school, this, I love the reviews that I get that, that people really feel like Paisley. They feel she's real. She's around. Yeah. Yeah. So they could they connect with her. So. Because she yeah. does have so much in her life the ch- that she's got the 10 year old son and she's got the, the grandfather living with them. And so she's got a normal, and she's he's always young- bringing ladies back. No, he's-, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, um, yeah. So she's got, she's struggling a lot cause she's a young woman. So, and she's still looking for love and it's just, it's a lot of fun, but she's very realistic. You know, she's a real, she is not looking for love. She's not she looking for not love. Want love. No, oh. She cannot have love until Brody is done. Okay. Yeah. Or <laughs> they call it there. So she's just, yeah. And Lydia. She's a mom, yeah. Yeah, she's a mom. And she's a single mom in a place with very Victorian values. And so she's really kind of a rule breaker just by saying, I'm going to have, I'm going to do, I'm going to be a mom. And it doesn't, you guys can 
Talk okay. about me. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah. I want, did, now, yeah. does Naren still have that? Naren, does they, do they still have those old values? Um, I don't. I think I I have uh, I've exaggerated that for story. <laughs> but that's good. That's fine. <laughs> that is so. The bagpipe like research. Did you listen? Did you read online? Did you? So what I did was I actually didn't realize this was such a big deal that they have these bagpipe competitions. They are like such a people. It's, it's competitive. It's so competitive, but there's no money. And so for me, when I think about something that's competitive, it has to have a financial value because I don't know, I guess, I don't know why. I just think it should yeah. or does, whatever, but it doesn't. And so it's really about, um, it would have to be for, for my story, it had to be about pride, clan pride. And so it was fun to um, kind of take that, and, and show that, um, and I try because you also have to like the tartan that they wear, oh, you know, for yeah. the, like that's, there's, it, there's so many different kinds. And clan so tartans. I, wanted, I have a book of that, a book of clan tartans. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. So, but for this, I was, I was trying to make it where I was actually looking up the clans online oh. and I was trying to make it so it matched, oh, you know, good for so, you. Yeah. <laughs> So much work. <laughs> yes, I mean, honestly, writing something that's authentic, um, you know, it, it takes a lot of research. Like historical fiction took a lot of research because people know. Like if you wrote something wrong, you might get called out on it. Um, there's leeway with fiction, but yeah, with the, especially something like, you know, they're so popular, like, you know, in our culture, like clans, clan tartans yeah. now. Um, we're saying that we live in a very Scottishy town. Like our town was settled by you know like a lot of scottish people and dan grew up as a like well our kids went to school they were the highlanders was our mascot yeah. which is super funny and so we had a we had a town bagpiper and so <laughs> it was a it's kind of a crazy instrument you know what i mean so you can hear, you can hear it from like 10 miles away yeah you can hear it a long ways and then we have a cemetery an old cemetery um by a lake and Sometimes in the morning, like if you, I'm out or walking or whatever, and you hear somebody being buried, and the piper will be there. I mean, they'll have a piper at the yeah. at the funeral, so it's just really interesting um, how that culture has just you know still a part of American culture. And you're going to be you told me that you're going to be um, at a Highland Games as a oh, yeah. position of honor. This is amazing. I did. I'm excited to go. It's um in. It's called the Loch Norman um, Highland Games, and so it's cool. in North Carolina. It's uh, 45 minutes away from Waxhaw, which is where my friend Cheryl lives. So okay, um, yeah, that's gonna and be. It's gonna, it's gonna be April 19th through the 21st. Oh, through and, the 20th. How are you gonna be there the whole time? Um, I think so. I mean, you don't you don't stay there. I mean, I would right. I would be there for yeah for the Friday night, Saturday night, it's, and. And for and Saturday, and then Sunday they're done at four. So that's and then I think I'm gonna do a book signing or a book meet and greet at the Barnes and Noble that's near there too. So oh my um, gosh, Friday. So I know I'm trying to meet out. I'm trying to meet people. I'm trying to get out there and meet people. And that's a perfect thing for your books. <laughs> like that is a, such a good strategy because they're so cute. They're so. Like they're just, I mean, it's so much fun to read a cozy mystery set in Scotland. One of my favorite authors that I started reading long before I even thought about writing cozy mysteries was M.C. Beaton. 
Have you read her stuff? No. She writes the Hamish Macbeth. She's passed away, but I, I, I have a letter from her on my wall, like that my husband got these things for me for Christmas. It's not to me, but it has her handwriting on it. Um, and so I have a lot of her books. But so Hamish Macbeth is a cozy mystery. Her first um, cozy mystery protagonist. He's a male. He's actually a little policeman. Um, and he lives in a small little Highland town called Lac Du. And so 30 books in that series. And then she has um, Agatha Raisin, who lives in the Cotswolds. And those are just, again, I think there might be 30 of those books. But they are just so, like, I don't know. They're just so much fun to read because it just takes you to that. It is the British cozy, right? It's that yeah. quintessential, you're cozy. Her characters are just fun. And they're written at, a, at an older time. So you can have a little more... I mean, well, you, her character can say things that you can't get away with today. Like, you know, she'll be really blunt. Um, she smokes. She drinks. You know, she's <laughs> she's always struggling with her weight. You know, she's, you know, it, it's just very I funny. I like the party. Oh, she is. <laughs> and, and it's just, it, it's, it's kind of, I mean, and I love it because uh, the kid, I was reading one the other day and she was like trying to lose weight and she was at the Scottish castle because she got a bad hair perm. And she didn't want her boyfriend or the man she was, you know, whatever to see it. So she was going to grow it out and she was wearing a wig. And um, they just kept serving a lot of food because it was maybe an inclusive thing. And she was like, her motto was to eat half and lose weight. And I just thought that was hilarious because I remember my dad, like, you know, he was always skinny, but he would like eat half. That was a diet strategy back in like the 80s or 90s. Okay. I love it. I embrace that today. But it was just so funny because it was very 90s, you know, so <laughs> I loved it. But um. Tracy, it was such a pleasure. This is the second round that we have talked to. We talked to you now. <laughs> it's been amazing. We have had so much fun. You're so prolific. We love it. And um, your books are wonderful. I want, you know, anybody out there who really wants a wonderful Scottish cozy, please. You know, Tracy's Highland. Uh, what is it? That, okay, Tracy. It's the Scottish Shire series. Thank you. I, I did this really good last hour. Scottish Shire series. <laughs> It's just a bit a long day. Um, no, they're so wonderful. And murder at a I Scottish Castle. I appreciate that so much. And I'm so glad to be your guest. Oh, thank Anytime. you so much. Our first guest on our YouTube podcast. Yeah, first yeah. guest twice. So um, we're going to make this work. So thank you so much for joining us. And for all your patience and everybody out there, thank you so much for listening. And um, you can find Tracy. Um, uh, wherever I'm, I'm going to post the links, wherever but Tracy, yeah, Tracy Hall.com, right. Is your, yeah. and Amazon and really yeah. wherever, but so, so. Instagram, I, I'm doing TikTok, but not very well, but yeah. Oh my God. God bless you. <laughs> That's a hard one. To, I'm trying. <laughs> social media for us authors is a hard one to crack. So, um, yeah. but we appreciate, you know, everybody who reads, uh, your support, even the guys who don't read. Um, so thank you so much. Thank you so much for being a guest. It was a pleasure. Good night. Right, good night. Thanks for Thank thanks for you. listening. Bye. <laughs> Yay, we did it, Tracy. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs>